Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion. Today I'm sitting outside of Boyd Lee Park, sitting over here with a mediocre coffee. I got it from Speedway. It was a Colombian coffee, which is fine, but this coffee tastes like it's been sitting out for a while. I added about four or five packs of sugar. I even put in three oatmeal cookie cream flavors. Um, I don't think it made any difference. I didn't taste the coffee before I put it in. I'm tasting the coffee coffee after I put it in. Hasn't really made that much difference. There's a hint of oatmeal cookie on it, but you still have that bitter coffee like it's been sitting from, you know, 6 o'clock this morning. Which is fine because we've already had a cup of cold brew coffee earlier today to get the day started. I'll tell you a little bit about what I did early this morning with my mom, and then we'll get into uh, today's topic. So, hopefully you got your cup. Let's go ahead and take a sip. It is cool out here this morning. Um, probably low 70s, high 60s, crispy. It's not as warm as I would like to see for spring weather, but um, here we are. So let's get to it. So today, as I said, I started the day with some cold brew coffee. I don't know if you've ever made cold brew before, but what it is is basically you know, in a nutshell, you're drinking coffee cold. So to make it, I found a simple recipe on the internet, YouTube. You take about a cup of your favorite coffee, you put it in a pitcher or whatever you want to put in there. You put six cups of water in after that. Six cups of water, you let it sit for 12 to 18 hours, maybe longer if you like a stronger brew. And you don't have to just use a cup of coffee. You could use two cups if you want a stronger brew. But I followed the recipe that called for one cup of coffee, six cups of water. I let it sit about, I don't know, 14 hours. After 14 hours, you come back. Now, you let it sit in the fridge, you know, so it's getting cold. I let it sit about 14 hours, came back, and you kind of sift the coffee out of it. You go ahead and pour it into something else. You strain it, and you end up with about a good, I don't know, four to five cups of coffee. Now, this stays in your fridge. You put it in your fridge. You add milk. You add water to it. So, basically, you pour out half the amount that you would normally put into a cup of coffee, and you go ahead and add the rest, milk, cream, flavorings. It's pretty good. It's quick, especially in the mornings when I'm going in there to do some trading. I could just pour, you know, half a cup of coffee, pour some milk on top, put a little sugar in there, mix it up, and I'm good to go. It's definitely an interesting sip, ideal for warmer, ideal for warmer days, um, hot days even, something you could drink, something that goes down easy. But I wouldn't make a habit of it because, again, it is coffee. So this isn't something you just want to drink all day long like Kool-Aid or Sprite. You want to treat it as you would with your first cup of coffee in the morning, maybe your afternoon pick-me-up cup. And if you're some of these people that have a cup at night or drink it all through the day, it's just a different variation. If you've ever ordered a frap, something like that, you know, that's got that cold ice cream-like coffee, yeah, it reminds me of that taste. But that's what I had this morning. Now, what my mother and I got into was we went to the flea market. Flea market is a place where you can go barter, trade, buy and sell, whatever kind of goods, home-baked goods, things you have laying around the house. Maybe you have an old vacuum you think still has some value. You go to try to sell it to make a coin. People take clothes out there. Some people go out there, set up their little cooking stations, and they cook pork rinds, ribs, whatever you want to do. It's a flea market. You pay to go into the yard to set up. They open up about 6 in the morning. Most of them are open two days a week. But it's something interesting. My mom has been talking about getting into selling a few baked goods. 
and I know she's not just going to go out there on her own, you know, and, and do these things. So I said, well, I could go out there, set up a table, put a few items out, and then let her set up a little station, you know, with her cakes, and we could both sit out there and potentially make make a little bit of change on the side. It's a great way to get in arbitrage, you know, if you're one of these people that likes to go to storages, you know, and buy storage where people didn't pay their bills, so their whole lot gets liquidated. You can go catch a deal. You never know what you may find in there. You might have a bin with six TVs in it, maybe a bicycle, a car, whatever it is, and then you could take it to a place like a, a flea market, storage yard, or a stockyard, and sell the goods. So we went out there this morning and um, checked it out. We didn't know how favorable the weather was going to be due to the fact that it was raining the past two days. So something that you'll probably be hearing more about as the uh, spring finally tries to set in, heading into summer, seems to be a good way to uh, gain an extra coin. But for today's podcast, we're going to talk about ignorance. Ignorance. I know, strange topic for a podcast, but you can't live in this world and not have been exposed to ignorance. Ignorance is everywhere. It's in everything. You know, there are those of us that can sift through the BS and make sense of life, make sense of what's most important. And then there are those who just choose to dwell in ignorance. And that's where they live. That's where they grow roots, set up foundation. You can hear it when they talk. You can see it in their behavior. There's a lot of ways, a lot of different examples. So we'll we'll talk about that. And the reason we're talking about that is because as I pulled into this park, I was in, in, I was inspired by some of the side chatter that I heard coming in. You know, a lot of the grammar and just the whole, you know, that collective. You know what I'm talking about. But we're going to take a sip. You know, the sip kind of helps us transition into the next episode, the next section of our podcast. And we're going to see where it goes. Maybe this cup of coffee will improve in flavor as we continue, but I don't know. All I know is it does have a good um, three-day-old caffeine kick to it. You know, that coffee that's been sitting in that the bottom of that container that nobody's drinking, and you kind of swirl it around in the office. You know, it's got like that last cup where it's just like with all the grains, you know, tastes like all the grains are sitting in there. That's what this cup of coffee tastes like. Uh, now, I imagine if I was a truck driver... This cup of coffee would be right on time. You don't want it too luxurious. You don't want the perfect brew when you're trying to stay awake. And that's the reason when you get the coffee anyway. Most of the time you just want the caffeine. You don't really care about how it tastes. You just want to get the caffeine in you as quick as possible. That's the reason why cold brew is also good. Because on days when it's really hot, 98 degrees, you're not trying to sit here and sip a hot cup of coffee. But you do want the caffeine kick. So let's go ahead and jump into ignorance and find out, is it really bliss? Now, the reason I say is ignorance bliss is because that's a popular expression you'll hear over here in the States. Maybe you hear it in other countries where you live, but people will say ignorance is bliss, basically meaning what you don't know can't hurt you, right? If you don't know about it, then there's nothing you can do about it. So don't worry about it, right? That's ignorance is bliss. That's that that school of thought. Now, for me, I don't believe in that. Ignorance is not bliss due to the fact that there are just some things you need to know about. There are some things that you need to be informed about, right? Now, that's just like a doctor. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of comparisons, a lot of ways to look at it, but like, that's a doctor. Um, everybody knows 
smoking is bad. Smoking cigarettes, tobacco, whatever you smoke, right? Everybody knows smoking is bad. So the fact that people smoke, it's not, it's not a question of ignorance. People know that they shouldn't smoke, but they do it anyway, so that's a decision. Now, if somebody didn't know that smoking was bad, then obviously they, I don't know, they're just not born on planet Earth. Let's just say they didn't know when they're smoking. They're ignorant, right? Ignorant to the fact that, oh, smoking causes cancer. Smoking can take your breath away. And then somebody comes up to them and they say, hey, man, you're smoking. You know that's bad for your health. And they say, oh, I didn't know that. And then you inform them. You inform them on the fact that smoking causes cancer. You know, your lungs don't work. You know, blood disease, all heart disease. All these problems can occur from smoking. A person says, oh, I didn't know. Maybe they put the cigarette out. They stop. But now they know, so they've been enlightened. So they can't say they're ignorant to the fact that smoking causes cancer or smoking kills because they're no longer ignorant. They have been informed. Now, whether they choose to accept that knowledge and make changes in their behavior or decisions, that's another question. So ignorance is bliss. There are a few things in this world that people need to know about, as I said. And then there are things that people choose to not educate themselves on. So that's a different question. So now it's like, are we dealing with ignorance or are these just ignorant people right and we're not slamming anybody but this is the world we live in you, you can't sit here and just talk about all of the the happy-go-lucky merry ice cream licking on a sunday situations i mean this is a wide world we live in we have the ice cream but you also have the freaking lemon right now with with these people we'll put it in air quotes that are ignorant right ignorant we'll say these are the people that choose choose to continue living in the bubble they live in and not expanding their world i would say anybody that's choosing to not expand their world if you're listening to this podcast you've already made the decision that you're expanding your world so we're not we're not talking about anybody sitting here listening to this we're talking about those that are so closed-minded closed-minded to where they're not even going to consider the possibility that they may be wrong. Not even consider the possibility that the way they're doing things can be approved, improved upon. Not even consider that putting a mound of salt on your food before you taste it might not be the best way to enjoy life's greatest creations. Right? That's ignorance. You know, that's ignorance. Those are ignorant people. But those that choose to be enlightened that are open to learning things. It's just like a kid. I mean, would you say a kid that goes to school, a child goes to school, first day, they're ignorant to Shakespeare, right? Ignorant to Shakespeare. They have no idea who Shakespeare is, right? They, they don't know anything about Tolstoy. They don't know anything about Mozart. They don't know anything about science, biology, earth, why the sky's blue, this, that. They're ignorant to all of that, right? And that's fine because we're all ignorant at some point. But you go to school, teacher hits you in the head, tells you, this is Shakespeare, Christopher Columbus, you know, we have countries like China, continents, you know, they expand the world, they tell you what's going on. Now the kid sits here and says, but I still think the world is, is flat. You know, these flat earth people that, that you hear about in social media. Um, you've been hit with all the facts, all the information, all the evidence, and you still choose to choose to believe that the world is flat so i mean now it's a question this person is being ignorant right so you have ignorance a state of being ignorant and you have ignorant people 
like an adjective, right? Then you have ignorance in the other context that it is just a quality, you know, a quality of certain types. Um, then you've probably even heard the word ignoramus. <laughs> He's an ignoramus. There's a lot of variations on this word. But I would say, not completely deviating, but just to go to another direction with that, ignorance is not bliss, in my opinion. You may agree, disagree. Um, but you look at people, let's say somebody who is born, maybe they have a developmental you know, issue going on and their brain is not fully formed, right? So there's really only so much you could expect from this person. There's only so much that they can expect for themselves, you know, to have a productive life. So this person, if they can't comprehend, you know, basic emotions, basic understanding, can't talk, this, that, that you, ignorance is bliss for them. You would say that for somebody who, they only have half a brain here. I mean, he's, he's barely able to feed himself. Like, let him live. Let him sit there and eat his oatmeal, right? And, and, and drink it through a straw, you know, because that's all he can do. So ignorance is bliss for that person. But for these able-bodied, able-minded people that can open a book and read and choose not to, that's ignorance. That's ignorance. Um, when you have opportunities and you choose to, you know, struggle just because you're too stubborn, you know, too stubborn to consider that there may be another way to do it, that's ignorance. But it's all open to, um, I guess, the perspective on how you, you view these things. If you're listening to this podcast, you have made the decision to learn English. You have chosen to learn English. Why? Because you know there's more than just whatever language you were speaking in, right? And if you're learning French, you know, and you're already speaking English, you know that English isn't the only language in the world. There's more to the world. I mean, there's hundreds, you know, probably thousands of languages out there to know. But we have made a decision to go beyond, you know, the confines. Confines is just that ignorant mindset, you know, where, oh, there's only English. There's only dollars. You know, there's no there's no yen. There's no Japanese. There's no uh, Mandarin. You know, I just live in a world where, you know, it's 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 our president and we have what Kansas and Texas and North Carolina. And that's all that matters in the world. Uh, that's ignorance. Right? That's ignorance. But if you're somebody who has a, a wider perspective, you know, and can look at the world, take the world as a whole, you're like, oh, man, there's there's Africa, there's Australia, there's Canada, where we have the, the Black Sea, you have the Pacific Ocean. Oh, it's a big world. Kangaroos, you know, freaking uh, gerbils, uh, rats, birds, eagles in the sky, clouds, rain, rainforest, Amazon, jungles, lions, tigers, bears, oh, my. See what I'm saying? That's the difference. There's a lot of people that just choose to stay in their little bubble. I guess because to them it's safe. It's safe, you know, keeps them safe from having to grow up. Safe from having to, to try, you know. And sometimes I think that ignorance, you know, is disguised by what people would call bravery. You know, somebody might sit here and say, uh, you know, guy out there, let's just say a war or something like that. Take it for example. Guys out there, soldier, gun, gun in hand, going out there to shoot people, right? Because he's been told to. 
He's going out there to shoot people because somebody told him these people are bad and we need to go shoot these people. He's out there shooting. Now, is he ignorant? Does he not know that the other guy he's getting ready to shoot has a family, dreams, desires, and has a mission and purpose? Or does he not know that there's another person with just as much desire to take over the world as him on the other side? So when he shoots that bullet, there'll be 10 coming back at him. You know, does he, does he not know that or does he know it and choose to ignore it? You know, so you see ignorance and ignoring, right? There's a lot of, a lot of uh, connections that could be made between ignoring something. You know, that's like um, an annoying person, right? You're sitting there on the bus station, the train station, and there's some kid you know, playing their freaking mobile game that their parent let them, you know, hold just to keep them at bay. But he's all loud. He's squealing and making all these noises. And you just really have a lot on your mind. You've got things to do. And he's over there just squealing and making all this noise. And you're like, man, I just want to get home, ride this bus, get to where I got to go. So you choose to ignore the noise. You choose to ignore the noise. You're just going to focus on what you're doing. You're just going to block it out. You're not even going to listen to the kid. You hear the kid, but you don't care. If the kid screams, somebody stabs him, you're not even, you're not even looking. You know, you're just going to ignore the situation. And sometimes that's what people do. They choose to ignore something. So I guess when you choose to ignore something, are you choosing to be ignorant? Right? So now let's look on a more serious scale. If you were to sit here and be like, okay, all the crops in your area have died, they're dying, or the fish are dying, or people are dying, there's a, a pandemic, an epidemic, you know, people are dropping, the pregnancy rate through the roof, right? It's too many people. You could ignore it and act like it's not happening. Meanwhile, people are just populating like freaking rabbits, right? 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, right? You can sit here and act like you don't notice that these things are happening. You could choose to ignore that, right? Be ignorant to the situation, right? Because like they say, what? Ignorance is bliss, right? But then sometimes ignorance is just ignorance for ignorant people. I don't know. What do you think about that? Just something to think about. I'm going to take a few more sips of this uh, mediocre at best coffee. It's trying to get better now that we're down to the sweet. What I like to call the sweet is when you have all that sugar, all those flavors and everything in your coffee that you mixed, and you get about to that little less than halfway point, and all that sugar and stuff starts to um, come to the top, and you get to taste it. Maybe I didn't mix it well enough, so it could have just been an error on my end as to why this coffee was mediocre, but I didn't brew it myself, so I can only complain about the quality, right? That's why when you want something done right, you do it yourself. And if you're understanding this podcast, I would say that you're doing things very well. I would say that you have brewed the perfect cup of coffee because this is native level English. You know, we're not sitting here pulling punches. We're not watering it down. This isn't today Bob's cat ran away. You know, this isn't that ABC stuff that nobody says, you know, if cat ran away. Be like, yeah, Bob, Bob's cat disappeared the other day. You know, it, it bounced. Couldn't find it. Woke up. It was gone. You know. Cutting words, shortening words, using slang, all that stuff's incorporated, you know. But yeah, again, you know, I like to commend those that that help themselves. You know, you're helping yourself to this, this English and coffee. 
You're taking advantage of this opportunity. You're choosing to not be ignorant, you know, to the world. You're choosing to expand your horizons. And see, for a lot of people, just knowing how to use English and how to speak, you know, English words is, is not the final destination. Somebody's going to sit here and listen to this podcast, right? And then they're going to go to work <laughs> and they're going to update their resume. And then they're going to apply for that management level position, right? And then they're going to talk to the foreign, you know, companies that come into their, their office or their organization. And they're going to use their English, right? And they're going to make more money. And you have other people that are going to take this English. And then they're going to go to their yoga class, ukulele class, whatever people are into. And then they're going to speak with their instructor in English. They're going to to be people that are going to take this information from the podcast. It's this English, right? This English and coffee. They're going to take this and they're going to go home and they're going to speak with their husband. Because maybe their husband is an Englishman or their wife, you know, speaks English. And they can't speak in her native language because, you know, all they know is, let's just say a Swahili. All they know is Swahili, right? You know, and they know a little bit of English. But when you really want to explain something to her, you can't speak to her in Swahili. She can be like, what are, you, what are you talking about? But if you really want to touch her heartstrings, you know, you got to speak to them in their, their native language. You know, that's why other than just English, I mean, you have to learn other languages, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody, you know, if you're married. But I guess that's something we can save for another day. Well, this has been the Mion. And I'm going to go ahead and finish the rest of this cup and just... Look at this overcast sky. Enjoy some of this breeze. And I'm wishing you all a great day. I'll see you in the next one.